All right, boom, we're back. Week two of OC Sports Talk. I am KC along with my co-host, Miami Marcus. Two weeks in a row, still haven't been canceled. That's right, we're still alive. What's going on, Miami Marcus, or Marcus for Uh, short? So far, so good. Um, The Hurricanes won, so that's always good. Yeah. Never breaks our hearts. Um, So even when the Dolphins are on a bye week, we can still get a good win out of the Hurricanes out of that one, especially, I think, because two weeks ago we got fleeced by Clemson. I mean, it is. It's Clemson, it's Clemson, so it's expected. Everybody gets fleeced by Clemson these days. Um, so they're still sitting at twelve. I imagine they might be able to crack the top ten, coming you know toward the end of the year. We'll see. But other than that, I've been pretty good. Um, some super interesting games. A lot of uh, a lot of running backs scoring touchdowns, and then people screaming that running backs score touchdowns. Yes, that, that it tends to happen. It's unheard of in this league in this day and age. Um, but before we get to football, we got to recap the World Series. La- game six was last night, right? Yes, we were yeah. both wrong. You said and five, we I said wrong. four, and the Rays proved us wrong the by Rays putting it to six. Us wrong. Um, Dodgers won the series. Corey Seager was named the MVP. He batted 400 during the series, and he had home runs in games two and games four. He also had four doubles, a stolen base. He was on base 14 times, and those led all teams. And then he also scored seven runs total, which led all teams, and he had five RBIs total. I still think Clayton Kershaw should have won the MVP, though. Uh, I don't know, man. Pitchers get enough credit for what it is. He won two games, though. Uh... I just, I, just, I always feel, come on, man, you got to give the batter some love around here. Otherwise, you're going to start turning this into football where the QB always wins the yeah, MVP every year. You got to give him a little bit of love to some of the other players. So you're not a fan I of mean, the. The dude yeah. batted over 400 or 400 over for three games. That's pretty good. Yeah. You can't really hold that against him. Um, talking about the game a little bit, uh, the Rays took out Snell in. After five and three-quarter innings, he had nine strikeouts and had only allowed two hits. Goof. Uh, big regrets on the Tampa Bay Rays side. Uh, and honestly, it probably cost them the game by taking him out there because he was pitching a gem, and they pulled him and game over after that. I, I may save him for game seven? Fuck, I don't know. Turn him around. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> back understand. Back. I don't understand the mentality on that one at all. Uh, but... You know that they're that's gonna haunt the Rays for quite a while. I think it's kind of a it's it's a lost season, anyways, in a lot of people's minds, including my own. But you know, still yeah. the Rays definitely had a shot. I don't there think if anyone's they have taken them out. I don't think anyone's gonna consider this to be like an official. Like it's gonna be asterisks everywhere. But I think NBA might get a bit of a a buy because their season was pretty much all the way done. Same with hockey; their season was yeah, pretty say, much the all the NBA way and done. the NHL were pretty much to the playoff point before everything got shut down. Yeah. Whereas this, they're just like, what? I think what did the uh, Manfred would have won like a thirty game season or something like that, and the players said no. Yeah, it they was... wanted a full season because they didn't want to get reprimanded pay. Mm-hmm. And I can't blame it for that. Right. Yeah. Well, especially the ones that are. I mean, most baseball contracts are close to fully guaranteed at this point, but the ones that aren't. Yeah. You need you got to play to get that contract money. That is true, and you can't sell that trophy for a. Uh, the MLB, because all it is is just a piece of metal. That's true. All it is is a piece of metal. metal. We'll have to get that on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, Justin Turner uh, turned up positive 
for uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> I don't. I imagine a million people have already worked in that joke. Yeah, it, it's been worked in a few times. Yeah, uh, they pulled him from the game in the eighth inning um, after the test came back that he had taken before the game positive. They pulled him from the game, and then he came back out and celebrated with the team, and there were points where he was not wearing a mask at all. Uh, do you think the Rays could potentially, like, petition to say that he shouldn't have been pitching that game at all, so that game should have went to us? What do I, you think? I don't know. Um I mean, he's what? What's he play like? He plays in the outfield, doesn't he, or something like that? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. He's a a big factor on their team, so I don't know how much of a factor he was in Game Six there, but uh, he's definitely a big factor on their team. And he, all of the players are, and the team is like defending him coming out there. They're like, well, we weren't going to celebrate without him. All stuff. It's like, yeah, well, the guy has the virus that we're all trying to prevent. And it's the reason that there's only 10,000 fans in the stands right now. And he's out here just celebrating with you guys, having a good time, taking pictures with his family, not wearing a mask at all, not wearing gloves or whatever else. Or, as um, long whatever as... precautions you need. And um, as of this afternoon, the MLB is actually investigating that, saying that um, there was a breach of COVID protocol. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, they're not, the they're Rays not gonna still take, have a chance. They're not going to take the world series title away, but there definitely could be some serious fines, some suspensions, whatever. Oh, they take they, a draft pick from a baseball team. Oh yeah. That, right. That yeah, kills that'll, them. that'll really, that ends that'll it. really show them. The, um, uh, as long as our boy, Joe Kelly, right. Savior of, and then honestly, he should have got the MVP for, he deserves, the I MVP think he only pitched seasons. like two innings though. Yeah. <laughs> He is he is the savior of uh, baseball as a whole. That's for sure. He's he's the savior of baseball's soul. Yes, the only man willing to take a pitch at I dude I I know we talked about it last week mm-hmm. so badly. I wanted to see the Astros versus yeah Dodgers in the World Series. Oh, it would have been the best thing in the world. Baseball needs to become more rigged. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, last night Dodgers won, and that is a wrap on probably one of the most bizarre baseball seasons in the history of the game if not the most bizarre yeah. in the history just you know the season didn't start until was at the middle of July and we had cancellations we had games moved around we had covid outbreaks we had everything and it was it was interesting the Padres um, played good that was yeah. the most bizarre it, it was interesting there was definitely a couple of teams that came out and were playing very well that people were not expecting. I, I would throw the Reds and the Padres. I mean, sure, baseball peers are out there like, oh, we knew that they were going to be good, but casual <laughs> baseball fans like you and myself, you know, we expect the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cubs and, you know, whoever else, whoever else the Red Sox, we expect those to be the good teams. We don't expect there to be a oh. San Diego or a Cincinnati making the MLB playoffs and you don't think that the Yankees, the Yankees in Boston right now are just looking at that team over in San Diego and being like, oh, don't worry, I got a blank check with your name on it the second that contract's up. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I Word on the street is the Yankees got some uh, payroll to cut, so we'll see if they actually do it or if they pay that luxury tax. The MLB's being more strict about it now, so. We'll see. I think the Yankees can always afford it. You're, right. you're arguably probably one of the most popular sports franchises, period. Yeah, definitely. I think they're when they they always do like the value of sports franchises. I know the Dallas Cowboys are always one of the top ones just because football is just 
worth that much money yeah. in itself. But the Yankees are usually up there too, if I remember right. So, um, yeah, end of the MLB season. Um, you know, Good now we're, now we're into the off season, and we'll see what kind of transactions take take place. I know there'll be. I don't know any word on any major free agents. I know Mookie Betts was supposed to be a free agent this year, but the Dodgers signed him before the season to a longer contract. So. R.I.P. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. it probably come down to, uh, God, we just said his name just a second ago. Um, Seager. Pay him his money, too. Now, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Definitely. I don't think his contract's out, but although definitely when it comes to, when you win a World World Series MVP, it always helps out a little bit on the home team. Yep. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll have hearts in the eyes of the fans for a little while, at least, once they're yeah. allowed back in the stands anyways. Uh, moving on, uh, we'll go over our results from last week's Pick'em. Uh, so every week, myself and Marcus will go through and pick the winner of each NFL game, and then we'll bring in Evan to pick uh, the Thursday night game along with us. Evan, for those who didn't listen last week, has no idea anything about sports whatsoever. Um, and we have him come in and pick. Dude's a monster athlete, though. Yes, he is. He's He'll deny it to his breath, but that son of a bitch is a great athlete. He just does not care for sports. Nope, not not one bit. So uh, last week, overall, uh, the man across from me over there, Marcus, Miami Marcus, uh, took home the crown uh, with picking 10 correct out of uh, all 14 games, I believe. 10, yeah. If my 14 math. games. Yep. Out of all 14 games, and then I had eight correct, so he beat me by two. Uh, Thursday night game, our boy Evan picked the Eagles. I also picked the Eagles, and our friend across the board here, Miami Marcus, picked the Giants. Uh, I was one catch away he from was. when I, you don't know how excited I was watching toward the end of that game, and then to watch him drop that, and I was like, well, okay, deep punt, pray your defense can do something. Or we could just give him an extra 15 yards on that punt. Why not bring him forward a bit and just just shit the bed? Like, once that happened, I was like, is it going to happen? Like, we've seen it a million times in the NFL. Once you commit one personal foul on that last kind of drive, it's like, we're done. This is it. The momentum's gone. There's no more swagger anymore. They're just going to march down and kick our ass. And it happened. And it I just it's a horrible way to start off the week for me. But I bounced back. A lot of these teams heard me, believed in me. And they said, "My," they said, "Miami Marcus is picking us. That means he's got faith." The Bears obviously didn't get that fucking memo, but that's okay. We'll get to that later. Um, so uh, just quick rapid fire of the games last week, like like Marcus was talking about, the Eagles that end up winning that Thursday night game. Everybody was talking about the Daniel Jones run, oh, uh, eighty yard, eighty yard breakaway run, and uh, tripped over himself. The old uh, turf monster got him at about the eleven <laughs> the yard sniper line. And the, the sniper and the sniper nosebleeds. and the nosebleeds got him at about the eleven yard line. Uh, my friend Jared sent me a a meme that said it had Stone Cold from the longest yard that says, "And that's how the white man runs the football." <laughs> um, fastest man and uh, fastest quarterback in the NFL as of right now. Twenty one point two miles an hour. Uh, that is the fastest the quarterback has ran this season. That is faster than any run by Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Do you do you think Vic in his prime could run faster than that? I think so. Vic had a whole entire broken video game made around yeah. him, so I'm pretty sure he's... Yeah, I, I think I think uh, when it comes to quarterback speed, I don't know if there's anybody out there who is faster than Michael Vick was. 
Well, that's just because I think it also it's because we grew up yeah. around Vic, so like um, the, the so era the, of Vic. Yeah, the there. debate around that game. Yeah, is Daniel Jones that sneaky mobile quarterback that'll get you like that? Because you look at him, he he looks like your typical Eli Manning, like stand in the pocket. Giants do nothing but swap over to RPOs and like triple option. At this point, <laughs> just my college it, embrace offense. it, embrace it, go for it. What what do you what do you have to lose, Daniel? Jones, you have to lose Daniel over. Jones, and his then you and then over. you're in a a cowboy situation. They still have a chance to win the division. That's they the do. thing. I know. Um, all right, moving on from Eagles and Giants, uh, Falcons and Lions. The Lions won on the last second. Uh, touchdown and the Falcons shit the bed because they decided to uh, score a touchdown with that, yeah a few sec or was that less than a minute left? Uh, Gurley did not go down. I think there scoring. was. I, I was watching the game at my sister's house with her mm-hmm. uh, with my brother-in-law, and I want to say there was maybe like two minutes left. Maybe it was it was like right after the two minute warning. Oh, it I'm was. Sure. Right, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the Indiana game. And the Lions didn't have any more touchdowns. Or not touchdowns, timeouts. timeouts. Um, yeah. It's one of those things, like, you, can you blame... You can only blame Gurley so much. Because you get down and score the touchdown, you got to think, okay, all our defense needs to do is hold them out of field goal range. And, well, knowing the Falcons' defense, they can't fucking... They can't do it. How do you go from such a monster defense with that team, going to that Super Bowl... With uh, Marcus Trufant, so many great guys on that Fowler, and just so many, and then to just look at them now is just a hollow shell of what that yeah. defense used to be. Yeah, I think that one was like just an age. The defense um, aged itself out of the game a little bit. A lot of those guys were weren't the young young players, but they were right in their prime. And then after that Super Bowl run, they started to fall off the wagon a little bit. Uh, Browns, Bengals, uh, Browns one thirty seven, Bengals uh, scored thirty four. Baker looked pretty good. He went zero for five. Uh, into the second quarter with either one interception or two interceptions, and then he went 22 for 23 with five touchdowns after that. And the only incomplete pass he had after that was the spike to was a spike to stop the clock. Yeah, um, so everybody was kind of uh, swinging I don't from spikes, Baker's. Spikes don't hurt your QBR though, I believe. I don't believe they do. Not QBR. They will hurt pass rating because pass rating just takes into account pass yeah. uh, incompletions. Um, everybody was kind of swinging from Baker's jock after that one. I got to remember that they were playing the Bengals. Yeah, with no secondary. Bengals, uh, who, D2 college secondary. Yeah, who are pretty brutal and uh, might even end up with um, the first overall. Or not Jets. Jets got the first overall pick this year, but they're going to end up with the top five pick in the draft this year again. So Joe Burrow might be the most Bengals quarterback I've ever seen of let's get really close to winning games and fuck it up right at the end. Yeah, that's true Bengals fashion. You know what? You stick around, kid. We like yeah, that. That's Joe, what we like here out of the that, Bengals. That is, that is true. Uh, I do like Joe Burrow a lot, and I hope the best for him, and I hope that he is successful going forward. I, I hope that the Bengals really do try to build around him instead of trying to make the team that they have around him now work because it's well, just not going to happen. You have your quarterback, they, yeah, and now you just need a defense because you can prove it. You can score 30 points on teams, right? but you just need to stop them from scoring 31. Right. That's what a lot of it comes down to. Yep. Um, Titans and Steelers. Uh, the only thing that I have written down from this game in my notes here is uh, the Steelers are for real, and they're probably one of the best all-around teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, 
just really going under a lot of people's radars early yeah. on in the year. Like yeah. I had them going to the playoffs, but I didn't have them winning this division. I still thought it was the Ravens to yeah, lose. I definitely did. However, they play this week, I believe. Yep. So that might be a chance for the Ravens to kind of. They move that one to the afternoon game, and all of the games are on Fox this week because I believe the Masters are on CBS. Oh, come on, CBS. Yep. So no, no Romo or Jim Nance. Jim Nance might go over to call the Masters, I guess. But that's fucked up. You should have Tony Romo call the Masters. That'd be pretty. That'd be good. pretty cool. He knows. What golf. if he know? What if he knows golf as well as he knows football, and he's just calling where everything, yeah. like what wood he should be, like what iron and wood he should be using. Yeah. Be oh, awesome. I shouldn't be using hybrids for this shots. That's not going to work out any well. Yeah. He calls their shots before they hit him. Yeah. It looks like from his stance, I'm about that he's going to hit it. Uh, he'll probably hit about two thirty out right off the fringe there and lands it right in the spot where he's God, talking about tough God, chipping but knowing this guy he'll probably put about 20 feet from the pin if it drops right in yeah. there I, I guarantee he'd do that that dude yeah. just loves sports um that is the ultimate sports caster to be like i want to i just want to have a beer just sit down and drink beer and watch sports with you that's yeah. the only guy i've watched that gives me that feel maybe gus johnson but gus johnson gets way too hyper especially during march madness if there's like a last second play yeah where he's just going ape shit screaming <laughs> I love that though. Um, Titans did look pretty good as well. They just they ran into the Steelers. The Steelers are a tough team. That's a tough best run defense. That, that's not the uh, that's not a bad game to lose at this time of the year. Now you've seen them, and that's a team that you're going to play in the playoffs. I can see that the, the yes. Titans and the Steelers. I would not be surprised if they met in the playoffs again, and that's going to be one hell of a game. Uh, Panthers and Saints. The Saints won twenty seven to twenty four. Uh, I wrote down the Saints are just always going to continue to be successful as long as Breeze is managing the game. And as long as they still play in the NFC South. And as long as they play in the NFC South. And other teams don't seem to realize that what the Saints' playbook is, and that is whatever they can do, get the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands. If the Saints don't play week one against the Bucks, say that's like a week three game, mm-hmm. you think they still win that game? I don't think so, no. Now that they've now no, that the, the Bucks bu- have the kind Bucks, of starting to the click Bucks and are roll. definitely the the best team out of that division for sure i think the saints are still a playoff team but i think the bucks win that division Um, nfc's hard right now last note on that one bridgewater uh he has been playing sneakily very 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 well um i laugh every time i see him play and i always wish for him to be super super successful because of the way that the vikings just kind of let him walk for some guy that there was a reason was only being franchise tagged by the team that he was playing for. Uh, we'll get to that. And uh, actually, they didn't even play this week. But I, I just, I just can't get over the fact that the Vikings let him go. Dude did have like a career-ending, like what usually is a career-ending injury. Yes, that's true. Um, but he, he was ready to come back, and I don't know. I, I, I think he's good, and I think he's still got a few, few solid years left in him, and. I can't we hold, see how the Vikings are doing right now. So. I can't hold it against them because with that team they have, as you're seeing now, is they had like a we need to win it now. They, they did have a win it now team, that's for sure. Because now they're now they're in the point where that entire defense is gone because they couldn't pay him or they had to. Probably the only Minnesota team that's whatever, ever had that but. mentality of hey, let's win it now because we got God knows the Timberwolves don't believe in that. Yep, and uh, it's the Twins. The Twins have always been the Twins since like yeah. what ninety seven's the last time they won a. World Series and uh, just, 91 91 sorry yeah. I gave them a bit more credit than they deserve and then <laughs> what's hard to remember when all you do is go to the divisional and lose to the Yankees go to the divisional lose to the Yankees go to the divisional 
lose to the Boston Red Sox this time. We showed them. They did them. not lose to the Yankees or the Red Sox this year. They lost to the Astros. No, they lost to the Astros. And the, well, that's right, Division One. Um, Bills, Jets. Uh, as of right now, I got the Bills on my suspect list. Fucking. Because their right, offense baby. has fizzled. Leading that division wide open for the Finskis. Yeah, exactly. Their offense has fizzled. Their defense is still good, but we've learned okay, in this day and age. Their in the defense NFL. is not that good, though. How many points did Miami hold the Jets to? Zero. I'll give you a hint. You can count to it pretty easily. Zero, yeah. How many? And then, so the Bills give up 10. So what you're saying is now the Bills can give up 10 points to where Miami's defense, which is like, eh, you know, it's looking decent, can give hold up to zero? Uh, yeah, no, I I fully agree. But th- their defense is still a top five defense. But I think this day and age of the NFL, it's being proven that, yes, defenses are incredibly, incredibly important. But a monster defense is not going to continue to win you games week after week. You need to have that offense for those games where the defense, oh, they let up a couple of big scores. And, yeah. you know, so uh, Trevor I, Lawrence. I think, coming out today right. saying to being like I you know anything can happen today oh my god he's, he's totally gonna stay another year there's no way if the Jets get that pick he is going to stay another year and the Jets are gonna get stuck with some other random I don't remember I can't really the blame him are in the cause you stay another year right you're still gonna get paid a shit ton of money professionally yeah it doesn't matter cause you're probably one of, unless you come out next year and just play just like dog ass and completely you know just tank your stock but uh but, you know, it wouldn't hurt to stay another year. Still another chance to win a natty. You know, he's still Clemson. You're still always going to be one of the top teams in college. And, you know, honestly, when you're, like, the big dick on campus, probably not the worst life in the world for Trevor Lawrence. Right. Probably get all the free beer you want at any of the bars or anywhere you go to. Yeah. Probably get to pick your hottest sleigh of any poontang out there. You know, it's just he's probably living the life right now, and I can't blame him for wanting to leave. Yeah. Uh... Cowboys, Washington football team. Oof. Uh, in the notes here, I have written down LOL at the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, basically, if you just um, if you ever played Red Alert as a kid and you just kept spamming out like the cheapest, crappiest units you could, it just kept going, unit lost, unit lost. That's basically what's going on right now with the Cowboys. They're just... Uh, we, do, we do, as a podcast, wish a speedy recovery to Andy Dalton. That was a brutal hit. And um, we're... Are we an we're an Andy Dalton podcast? We support Andy Dalton, right? Uh, I like TCU and I like Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, I don't support your choice into run in that situation. Like Andy, right, you're not yeah. gonna you're no, not gonna come no, back that, from this one. You you guys are playing like dog ass. Yeah, that that was kind of a dumb choice on his part, but we do wish him a speedy recovery. And obviously, oh, yeah. you know, there those so, helmet the helmet hits. Um, what do you got as your over under of the Finns trading Fitzy to the Cowboys? That was kind of a at this, hot rumor. At this point, now that Dalton's down. Or do you just, as the Cowboys just go, fuck it, year's done? Well, no, because you can still win the division. (laughs) That's the thing. I think it's going to depend on how the week goes this week. So they play Philly this week on Sunday night, and that's going to be the deciding factor. If they win on Sunday night, I think they just kind of hopefully hope that they're on their way to a course correction. But if they lose, I think they they give up the season and just say it's a lost season. That got hurt. Is what it is. What if Washington try and comes? try and preserve Ezekiel Elliott as best as possible? And, you know, maybe give him 15 touches a game just to keep him fresh, and hopefully uh, Washington comes out. Hopefully and you get a good. Hopefully you get a good draft pick. Alex, 
Allen's going to get hurt, and they're going to put in Alex Smith, and he's going to lead him to the not to the promised land, but he's going to lead him to the playoffs. Yeah, that would be awesome. He, that would literally be the story of Shane Falco. So oh, make yeah. it happen, and then yeah. call them the Sentinels. It's the easiest thing in the world. You call your team the Washington Sentinels. You pay Keanu Reeves a shit ton of money to come out as Shane Falco. You retire his name and his number. <laughs> and wouldn't wouldn't you think it's the coolest thing in the entire world? Is the replacements not one of the greatest sports movies of all time? Oh, it's one of my favorites, definitely. And everyone loves Keanu Reeves. The man can do no evil. Right. And so you have him come out there, pay him a shit ton of money, retire Falco's number, which I think I actually might have. No, actually, I don't think Washington has any more numbers retired. Uh, yeah, I think, I we, think they're we, one of those we looked teams. that up. I think the only one that's like unofficially retired is Sean Taylor's. Yeah, and it's just no one will take that number. So, yeah, right. they're a team that don't retire numbers. Yep. So, I think, what was it, Falco was nine? Yeah. I got to look that up here now. I don't want to. I was When I was listening to the podcast the first time through, I had to try and pick up mental notes on what yep. I fucked up on so I could be better with it. Yeah, I, I tried to convince the wife to come in and be our like producer to look up the random stats that he we like to spit off the top of our head, and uh, she didn't want to do it. So. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, anyways, if somebody wants to come in and be our intern, yeah. we can't offer college credit, and we won't pay you. But we need somebody. We to can come up. offer college credit. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. Yeah, it's true. We can say you have college credit. Yeah, you You'll have college credit with us. You helped. <laughs> you could probably get something out of Devry or Mary. Uh, what is it? National American University. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you oh, forgot about that. That song's didn't gonna you? be stuck in my head. Oh yeah. Um, Packers and Texans. Packers won thirty-five to twenty. Uh, Rogers to Adams is uh, a serious problem, and it seems like any time the Packers play a team that doesn't have any sort of defense, it's just basically automatic. We where's, know was, where's where's the ball going? We already said it. It was literally we talked about it last week. They're gonna come through. They're gonna beat the Texans. Yeah, and then the Texans are gonna prove put put up a little bit of a fight because they have a mobile quarterback and right. that's Green Bay's bait of their existence. Right. Lo and behold, what happens? Packers come out, torch them, fucking have a great game. And then Watson Texans, still did pretty good too. Watson still because he's a somewhat mobile quarterback. It's always the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buccaneers forty five, Raiders twenty. Uh, Tampa Bay is for real, and I would say that they're, right now, besides maybe Seattle, probably the favorite for the NFC. With the way that they've been playing these last couple weeks, that defense is very, very good, and Tom Brady uh, still has it, much to the chagrin of all of us other football fans who are just wanting him to die, finally. As as a Dolphins fan, I don't, I've never hated Tom Brady. I've hated the fact that he won a lot, but I like... Me personally, I've never hated the man. Um, he's never complained as I feel as much as any other quarterbacks complained about when a call hasn't gone their way. It's it's always yeah. the same. You'll see it all the time. Yep. Um, maybe just because I got the respect because he's a goat now. So you like maybe if you're like a Pistons fan, you you know you hate Jordan, and then now that Jordan was like the goat, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, well it's Jordan, it's Jordan. So now I think that's Brady's got now. He's got the goat status, so now it's like he's just the goat. You can't argue it. Yep. Um, Chiefs, Broncos, the Chiefs beat the Broncos pretty handily here, 43 to 16. The Chiefs are good. And, uh, I, I wrote this down because I was like, you know, it must be nice having a defense and a special teams to fall back on when your offense isn't putting up 40 on its own. Cause coming from a in, Packers standpoint, I can't remember the last time we had something like that. And, um, Mahomes played okay in that game. It's yeah, just the fact all right. They were fucking like you can't get into yards when you get the ball at the fucking thirty every time. Yeah, and coming from a man that was playing the Chiefs defense in that game, I was down by twenty points. The Chiefs single handedly brought that back, and then Murray won it for me. 
Nice. So uh, it's dude, just watching the game. I was super excited. I imagine the Chiefs fans were the only people happier than me to watch that. Yep. To just watch uh, what was it, Sorensen, who I totally forgot was even on that team. White guy with like really weird like 1980s mm-hmm. bad guy look. Yep. Um, like that blonde Brian Bosworth hair. Yep. Gets a pick six. I was like, oh yeah, and they followed up with the kick, you know, punt or yeah, kick return. And I was like, kick six, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, it wasn't, uh, who was it that basically stole the ball from Drew Locke and then got another, it was a strip fumble, came out, grabbed it, and took sure. her, it was, no, it was a botched flea flicker is what it was. Oh, really? Picked it up and tried to run it like another 15, 20 yards. This is the last game I watched on uh, Sunday before I got hammered all the Schlitz and, uh, blacked out before the, uh, the Seahawks, uh, Cardinals game. So you're gonna have to give me a full report on that. All right. Uh, 49ers, Patriots, 49ers, 33, Patriots, 6. Um, Newton got benched late in the second half because he was playing, like, absolute dog shit. Uh, and the 49ers, they're, the way that, uh, Kyle, uh, Shanahan in general offense runs, it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's plug and play for, oh, hey, can you, what's your 40 time? All right, we're going to hand you the ball and you're going to get a million yards. <laughs> they're like, going with, uh. Al Davis football now. Yeah, Are you fast? Welcome to the team, son. Yeah, it's it's literally just where do they find these guys? And they're all they all just can gash defenses in that offense. And I think obviously I think it comes down to that blocking scheme that Shanahan brings along with him. It's a very very well done, very well coached team, and the 49ers are definitely still hanging in the mix. Niners scored thirty three on the Patriots. Miami, I think, had them to like what less than fifteen points. I'd have to look at that again. Yeah. So are you Miami still the best team in the AFC East? I, Finns fans, we got a chance. It's there. The division is there. I know I know you want to win that. All you out there <laughs> want to win the division as much as me. Um Jaguars, Chargers, Minshew not looking too hot. Uh Justin Herbert is looking like he could be the franchise QB that LA wants him to be. Who does fucking Minshew have to give the ball to? He hands the ball off to Robinson and tries to pitch it. Who else does he have though? For the love of God, like I understand I that he's only got you one win right now. I know it's but for the love of fuck, uh, you have to do something. You've traded away everything. You've butchered your defense. Yeah. You've gutted away most of your offense. Now what are you gonna fucking do? Right. Yeah, it's it's one of those situations where it, it's similar to like the Jets situation or the Giants situation with Dan Jones or Sam Darnold. Like their quarterbacks are just in these terrible positions and just set up for failure. And you're you're ruining their careers with this, and I, I'm I'm hope fingers crossed that this does not happen to Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow because I really want those guys to be successful. But you know the writing's on the wall for guys like Minshew and so, Dan Jones and Sam Darnold. Like they're just best thing to happen to Gardner Minshew. I'd hate to see it because it would burn us, but it would make me happy because of how much I love Gardner Minshew. Hopefully. The Jets find a way to win a couple games. Jacksonville gets number one pick. They take Trevor Lawrence. They shit can. Um, they shit can over the Patriots. Minshew, jump, dump Minshew to the Patriots, yeah. and then just I'd hate to see it because him and Belichick could probably do great things together. Um, they would probably both like ride into the stadium on like a seventy-two El Camino. <laughs> um, it's just I would hate to see it, but it's, I wanted something to happen because I yep. think Minshew deserves better than what that organization is giving him. And I'm not blaming like the teammates around him. You can only do with the talent what you have. 
yep. and how good you are. I blame a lot on the coaching. Um, you just had literally probably one of the worst off seasons a team could have with all the Mike Tom or Tom Coughlin um, yep. allegations coming through and all the medical staff basically saying that you're garbage and you're making people play when they're hurt when you legally can't do that. And now you have to try and live from that. So it's it's yeah, just it's, a bad. It's uh, it's a rough situation, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they can squeak out a few wins, and uh, Minshew can cement himself because he, he he's had a couple of very good games this year, but this last week he did not look very good against the Chargers. Uh, Sunday night game, Cardinals thirty-seven, Seahawks thirty-four. Kyler Murray is amazing. DK Metcalf is amazing. Russell Wilson is amazing. He threw the ball. I saw he threw the ball fifty times. It was thirty-three for fifty. That's a lot of passing. When's the last time there was a Seattle stat line like that? That's never happened in Russell Wilson's career. Yeah, I don't even think Mass- Hasselback threw that much. Like they've they've never had that, and you know it's crazy. I know that it's getting kind of old already. The let Russ cook thing that's going on, where they're finally letting Russell Wilson do his thing instead of doing being a run first team that they've been the last decade. But well, you didn't win your only Super Bowl with one of the best running backs in the league. So I'm just saying, running is nice. It doesn't hurt to be a good running team because there has been more teams that have won the Super Bowl with a great running back, solid defense, and a mediocre quarterback than there has been teams I've felt that have just had a great quarterback. Um, but the NFC West looking pretty good like yeah. probably the best division in football good they might lock up all the wild card spots That's at this how good point that... at this point i wouldn't doubt it Cause... um i don't see any other team in the nfc that's not going to win their division that would lock that would be a, in a spot for a wild card right now so that's why it's so you know? crazy to see the nfc east where it's like teams with only one win and it's like we still got a chance we can we yeah. can still take the division. Well, yeah, yeah, the NFC East is definitely only putting one team in the playoffs. The NFC North is probably only going to put well, the Bears are still a winning Bears team right now too. So there, you know, there's potential for the the Bears between the Bears and the Packers for there to be a wild card team between those two. But they might split one. I I don't think it's going to happen. The they South, might split one between the Bears and I guess the, the Bears South could maybe put the um, Saints in there too, but it, I I think that that NFC West, I would uh hate to play in that division right now because those are some tough games. Um, and the Monday night game, Bears 10, Rams 24, speaking of the NFC West. The Bears' offense fell pretty flat, but um, it goes back to what I was talking about with the Bills earlier on, that a good defense is in this day and age of the NFL is going to have a lot harder time making up for a poor offense, and the Bears' offense was very, very poor on Monday night. Yeah. Still had good pass for the Rams. That's why watching this, I was, I'm a bit worried for Tua. Coming up this week against Aaron Donald. Um, Dolphins are still going to win that game. That's my motor lock. I said it last week. I I circled that one specifically on my schedule, knowing that the Dolphins are going to win that game no matter what. Because I don't like L.A. I hate them. <laughs> and there's any L.A. listeners, I don't hate you. I just hate your metropolis area. <laughs> All right, so that is our roundup of the week eight of the NFL. That was week eight, wasn't it? Or no, that was week seven. That was week seven. We're, coming, was week up seven. Week We're coming up on week eight. So that was our week eight roundup. Um, as I said earlier, Marcus won the picks 10 to 8 against myself. 
Um, Evan is 1-0 with his Eagles pick on Thursday night, and when we get closer to the end of the episode, we'll do our picks for Week 8, and we'll bring Evan on again to make his Thursday night football pick. But before we get to that, um, every week you are going to hear my power rankings, and in my power rankings I will rank either a top 5 or a top 10, depending on the category. Uh, Some might be sports-related, some might not be, and all power rankings will be revisited on an as-needed basis. This week, my power rankings are semi-related to sports, and I am power ranking the best times of the year. It's the most wonderful time. And Marcus is over there singing, and the number one best time of the year, top spot, uh, I put the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Uh, For most people, you're going to get some time off of work, you're hanging out with some family and friends, and everyone just always seems to be in a better mood. You can't go wrong. Uh, If you're into shopping, you got Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Those can be a good time. And if you don't like the holidays, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL are usually in full swing. This year is going to be a little bit different due to COVID. And uh, also New Year's Day, we have the college football bowl games, which is always a lot of fun. And if you don't like any of those, chances are you're not listening to this podcast anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you then. If you're not listening to this podcast, then you can go straight to hell. (laughs) And if you are listening to this podcast, we love you. You're all great. And uh, share it to all your friends and family. Yes. So uh, that they don't go directly to hell. Yes, exactly. Uh, number two, I have the start of the football season. So I have this, the way that I rank the start of the football season, I say from your first fantasy football draft to the end of the Monday night game on week three, you're just in a football bliss. So you have the excitement of the season before your team inevitably lets you down. So at the end of week, like going into week three, after week three, you are, there's always still hope. And then once week three is done, that's kind of when the the boys or the men separate themselves from the boys a little bit in that sense. Um, And uh, there's always hype for your fantasy team after your draft and things will always be looking up until uh, you inevitably lose the season uh, like myself is doing right now. Uh, And then also college football usually starts in between there. So you get your fantasy football draft. Start of college football, start of the NFL. It's kind of all that one, you know, middle of August to the end of middle end of September. Oh yeah, second best time Once of again, the year. Minus this year, where the Big Ten right. didn't start until this right. Week. That, yeah, COVID. COVID is, last week. This year is just an asterisk. Um, number three, best time of the year, summertime. I'm gonna just list off a few things for you, Marcus. Okay. Shorts. Mm-hmm. Day drinking. Mm-hmm. Yard games. Yep. Fires. Yep. Baseball, grilling. Grilling, I'll give you. Yep. Um, so from Memorial Day to uh, the 4th of July, things are going great. And then the dog days of summer hit. So you, uh, that's when you kind of start to get ready for also, uh, Labor Day, though. Labor Day, I still consider part of the summer. It, it is, but early on. But that time between the 4th of July and Labor oh, Day yeah. get, gets pretty long. So that's why it uh, comes in the number three spot. Uh, number four spot, March Madness. Is there a more hype couple of days of the year than those first two days of the uh, NCAA tournament in March? That Thursday, Friday, where there's just back-to-back basketball and everybody sits there and pretends to know things about these obscure Mountain West Conference teams that happen to make the tournament. And just like these D1 schools you never hear of in college football, like Wichita State Mm -hmm. coming out of nowhere. Uh, What's that? Purdue, Fort Wayne. Yeah, usually will make an appearance. Yeah, yeah. So you get these, you get these obscure schools, and then Marquette. Everybody sits there and pretends to be all hype about it until um, you know 
you you get just your typical power programs that are going to be the ones that make it to the final four anyways but there always those, has that, that, they that, have first that one weekend, jackass that puts a 16 winning it all yeah it's never going to happen that that never first that first weekend is always just basketball hype if you're a fan of basketball that's that's the time of the year for you oh it's great and um if you look at it i think they i don't want to know how much money they make off gambling when it comes to march madness for like bookies and sports betting it's probably i'd like i think during the whole college football year the ncaa makes so much money off of it but i think in this short like month span they make probably i'd guess probably five to ten billion dollars off of it just crazy um and then coming in at number five i have halloween so it's not really much of a time of year other than it is just like a day or a weekend um this year it's not going to be as fun obviously COVID 19 again but uh, you get your costume yeah you get your costume your parties costume contests uh carbon pumpkins all that you do start to lose a little bit of interest as you get older but not I me. still think it's a, it's a fun time of the year. I always have a lot of fun with it. Uh, number six, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. You get your culmination of the NFL season. I have a rank pretty far down because it's exciting, but for fans who are not fans of the teams in the Super Bowl, it's not obviously as exciting, and you can lose a little, little bit of interest in that, especially if there's some teams that everybody just really doesn't like, i.e. when the Rams and the Patriots played. Um I think I had one of the greatest Super Bowl calls of all time. It was the Eagles versus Patriots. And yep. uh, when Tom Brady had the ball, I was like, and he's going to march down the field and win another one. Sorry, Phil. And then it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm dead wrong. The Eagles just won with a backup quarterback. Yep. Jeff Hostetler, eat your heart out. Um, I also put it down this far because I hate the fact that the NFL has a stranglehold on that term Super Bowl. And it really irritates me when people have to say the term big game or some other variation of that. You know what the fuck they're talking about. It's the fucking Super Bowl. Fuck the NFL for not letting people use that. It's free marketing and you're trying to monetize it. It just just, pisses me off. And it just makes me really mad at, uh, makes me more mad at angry, uh, at uh, rich white men than I already am. So. When did uh, they, who was the first one to term that? Wasn't it Hunt from the Chiefs was the first one to coin it i don't know i almost want to say it was i don't want to give the chiefs any more credit than they do because everybody already does now no i just know like when you're listening to like radio ads and stuff like that that aren't official nfl ads and they're like trying to do their own like promo around it they always talk about being like oh you can well come on down to walmart for the big game get yourself some doritos yeah before you watch the big game like Wash it down with some Mountain Lightning. Oh. <laughs> you notice they never try and sell Mountain Lightning <laughs> on the Walmart commercials? It is the far superior drink. Um, Number seven, I have opening day of baseball. I do have ten here. Uh, I have, You're excited for the year. Uh, you, this is where you get that mix of real fans versus the fake fans. Everybody's a fan day one, but only the real fans are going to be the ones who stick it out through the season. And uh, the excitement really does only last that first week, and then it's just kind of like, okay. What are the, are the fake fans like the dude from uh, the fuck with uh, Charlie Sheen? Major League? What the fuck? Where's the rally cap backwards? Talks about how they suck. But that dude goes to like every game though, oh, so no, he's got to be a real fan. No, those are the real fans. The, the fake ones are the ones that they go to that opening day game. Was, but was all the other guys that showed up later right. when they started winning games. Yeah, exactly. How do they make Randy Quaid the bad guy? He went to every game. Yeah, he was shit-talking your team, but at least he was loyal. <laughs> he was showing up. Yeah. Um, number eight, I have the NBA Finals. Um, it takes way too long to get here, and I'll talk more on long playoffs here in a second. Um, there's excitement at the start of the playoffs, but 
because we're finally getting to see real basketball, but that month and a half that it takes to get through the playoffs is just absolutely excruciatingly long, and the finals themselves just, you can't stretch them out over a two-week period and expect to maintain my attention. No, I think in all honesty, it would be better for if they dropped it down to like a 5-5 five, five mm-hmm. in your first couple rounds. Yeah, I agree. Or maybe just five in your first round, get some of those like scrub teams. Yeah. Like these bottom eight seeds that you know ain't going to do shit against number one seed. So you can scrub them out quick so that way we don't got to, they win the one game four and then game five they just come back and lose. We just wasted two days. I thought nothing. they did shorten the early rounds, but I think they need to shorten everything else after that too. Even the, all the way through the conference championships. If they want the finals to be seven games. No, it's all of them are I, seven I'm games. Going, are they really? Yeah, they're all still uh, seven games. Um, I think maybe this year they might have changed I think they, it. Yeah, I think but they did this I don't year, count COVID rules for anything. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. The, the finals themselves can be seven games. I will, I will accept that argument. But anything before that is just way too long. And leading into that, I have the World Series coming in at number nine. So same thing as the NBA playoffs. It just takes way too long to get there. Um, I do like the new expanded playoffs. I like that uh, more teams are able to get in there. But I do not like how long each series takes. Once they get into the best of five, best of seven, like, no, best of three. Best of three until the series. Cranking That's what through these be. games, though. They, went, kind of they nice. went pretty quick, but I still think it just takes too long. Um, and then number 10, um, and there's a few other ones that did not make the list, but number 10 right now I have MLB All-Star Weekend. We didn't have one this year. Um, I really think that they took away the excitement of All-Star Weekend when they no longer had the AL and NL play for home field advantage in the World Series. Um, and now uh, no one really tries and players drop out and it's just become a glorified Pro Bowl. So that's why I'd still so. put, uh, maybe, I don't know, the NBA's done it too. The NBA is all-star. Yeah, they had, yeah the NBA's all-star weekend did not even make the power rankings because the MLB all-star weekend still has a little bit of its glory to it because of the home run derby. Yeah. Um, and the celebrity game. And the celebrity which obviously game, which is... Get this year, really. Right, we didn't get any of that this year. So it has a little bit of... Uh, fun to it and it is kind of nice to look forward to just seeing who's going to get named to the team and stuff like that the only but, mlb um celebrity game i ever watched they had uh old shortstop for the cardinals ozzy the wizard of oz i can't remember his last name um he uh just out there they hit like a it was kind of like a little bit of a line driving he dove and he caught it still like you know back in the day when he used to do it i was like that's kind of cool he still got some talent so that's why I like watching that. They have old pros mm-hmm. mixed in with celebrity yeah. players. Like that's kind of yep. cool. All right, so that is my power ranking of the best times of the year. We will revisit that ranking. We'll see if uh, any of those, if there's any movement on the list, and see if anybody can take that number one spot from the Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve holiday, New Year's holiday time. I'll show uh, you the true meaning of Halloween. That'll yeah. Halloween, I think, is one of the greatest. Yeah. One of the greatest holidays. Hey, I, I'm I'm willing to. The power rankings are, they're they're a free moving uh, set of rankings. They can be uh, moved around and whatnot. So when we revisit, maybe maybe Halloween will move up. We'll drink some grain belt premiums. There we go on this Halloween. I'll show that, you that'll that'll fun. make it better. Um, moving on, we have some headlines. I'm just gonna read off some headlines for you, Marcus, and uh, you give me your thoughts on them. How's that sound? Sure. All right. Uh, first headline uh, happened uh, not too long after we recorded last week's episode. Uh, the Vikings traded, is it Ng- Ngakwe? Ngakwe? Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, they traded him the same day that they announced that Daniel Hunter is out for the season. Do I think they're tanking? Yes. Um, 
<sighs> Not yet. Not yet? You got to fire your coach before you, like, officially try to put yourself in the tank bowl. Um, All right. Then I don't know why everyone's trying to tank right now when the Jets, who I don't think are really trying to tank, are proving how to do it at, like, a, you know, a professional status. So, um, not yet. Do I think they suck, and do I think they're going to try and eventually dump people out for the offseason so they can? Yeah, I think it's going to eventually happen. All right. Uh, A.B., Signed to the Bucks. Good move. I don't know I why don't him and Tom Brady vibe off each other. Um, and I think they just lost Godwin, didn't they? Didn't he just uh, he, he's out? He for fractured a bit? some fingers on his hand. So but there's actually out. potential that he could play this week. But um, Bruce Arians said today that uh, if he doesn't play, you know, that's very optimistic to assume that he will play. And if he doesn't, they have an insurance policy. That insurance policy being, oh, uh, he can't play. Ab has got to uh, sit. He has to. He is reinstated after four week eight, either four week eight or after week eight. I don't remember. After, after, week, after week eight, eight. I believe, okay. and he still got to uh, quarantine for fourteen days, if right. I remember right. I believe he can start that as part of his suspension, though. So he should be able to. Yeah. We might not see him this week. If, I don't even know if they might be on a bye this week too. Or, I don't remember. Um, but uh, OBJ is out for the season. That hurts the Browns. Uh, yep. You beat the Bang- You win the Battle of Ohio, the first Battle of Ohio, at the cost of OBJ. Um, with how the AFC is looking, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm not going to count them out. Anything can happen at the end of the year. But definitely losing him hurts. As we've said last week, we don't hate the guy, and it sucks to see him hurt, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, Dallas defensive coordinator Mike Nolan got Tabasco sauce in his eye. During a press conference, fucking shit can the guy. <laughs> like it's it's the most like most unprofessional thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I got did you watch it? Where he's like, I got Tabasco yeah. sauce in my eyes, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like an SNL skit. Um, As like, get this guy, get this guy the fuck out of here. Your defense sucks. Everything about him is terrible. You're trading away decent players you signed in the off season for pennies on the dollar. Have you ever, have you ever done spicy eyes to keep yourself awake, Marcus? No. no, no. You know what I do to stay awake? I just usually just drink more or like turn up music louder. Like shit, dude. I don't know. What even is that spicy? I think I've been hearing so much about that. It's it's the like a shit. trick to keep yourself awake. You do you dip your hands in a little bit of Tabasco. You like wipe them off, but there's still that like little bit on there. And then yeah. you like just rub the corner of your eyes, and it makes your eyes burn, which is gonna keep them open from instead of making you fall asleep. Spicy eyes. Does this come from the same people that thought of like the Tide Pod challenge and all that other? No, I think it's actually an old military thing that pilots used to use to keep themselves awake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we want to put that on the airwaves. I don't know if we want to put Casey that was there. the one that said that. I do not agree that's, with that's that. That's what I heard. To on my friends in the Air Force, I do not agree with that. I don't know if it came from them, but I'm, I I was told that it was a military thing. Um, Des Bryant's back in the league. He signed to the Ravens practice squad. Supposedly they're just using that to get him back into football shape, and then he'll be on that active roster before too long would be my guess. A fine move. I think, once again, they're just trying to keep the barrels loaded so that way when it comes to playoff times or you know when it comes down to it at the end of the year and they got to try and beat some tough teams, they're going to try and use him. Or smoke and mirrors. Put him out there on the field. Everyone thinks he's going to come to him. Yeah, you just have him run a slant around. doesn't do anything. Right. He's not a bad player. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I just think, what, last year he signed with the Saints at the, the end Saints. of the year. He signed with the Saints and got... Blew out his leg yeah, in practice. Blew out his leg the first practice back, yep. But putting him on the practice squad, that means any team can sign him. Uh, 
it depends, I believe. It depends on how the con- how your how you used to remember. Yeah. Um, Carlos Dunlap. So I actually wrote two things in here. I had written down that he was told to stay home by the Bengals. That was and, true. Which was true. And then literally this afternoon, as I was filling out the sheet again, he had been traded to the Seahawks. Yeah, great move by the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They need uh, they need all the much help they can get. Help. Yeah, they get all, need all the, all the help they can get on. Defense. I wonder. I'm thinking losing that game against the Cardinals kind of pushed that through. They're being like, all right, we yeah. need to find a way yeah, they, to. Murray gashed them pretty good. So but, we need pass rush and we need contain. Yeah. So it was a good move. Um, um, and the Bengals, I guess it sucks you lose Carlos Dunlap, but. Eh, he didn't want to be there anymore anyways. It's you're not winning games. So what are you going to yep. do? And I can't blame him for leaving because in all honesty, I hate, like, I've been a Dolphins fan for 20 years. So, yep. you know, I've been there for losers and it, it gets rough. Um... The Cowboys, back to the Cowboys again, they dealt Everson Griffin to the Lions for a conditional sixth-round draft pick th- that could become a fifth-round pick. Do you think they wanted to uh, trade him to someone else, but old fat fuck Nolan like had chicken grease and shit on his fingers and accidentally sent him, oh, no, I got, I got rid of Griffin for a sixth-round no, pick? No, my, my guess is it was trade him to somebody not in the division. You know, that that's usually, that seems to be a pretty running mentality is you're not going to trade him to somebody in your division unless you can gash him for a high draft pick or something like that. Not a not a bad move for Detroit, I believe. Griffin, we've seen him play with the Vikings quite a bit. He's solid. I got nothing against him. I think for the he was playing outside linebacker though in that three four. Because Mike Zimmer runs that weird double A gap. Yeah. Defense that confuses me. Um, the NFL announced that the Super Bowl is going to be held at twenty percent capacity and masks are going to be mandatory. Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay this year, I believe. Uh, I got nothing against that. I guess I'm yeah. fine with that. I know uh, the Bucks aren't going to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm not too worried. They're going to pull the Vikings. They're going to choke in the conference. Before we get to more NFL headlines, the Utah Jazz sold for $1.66 billion. They sold to Ryan Smith. Uh, they were owned by the Miller family for over three decades, and Smith is the original. Robert Ryan Smith is the original founder of. Qualtrics, a software company that he sold for eight billion dollars, and he's a lifetime lifetime Utah Jazz fan. Is he a Mormon? Do you, do you think he's know. a descendant of uh, what is John Smith, whatever the hell that guy's name is? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to. We'll that's have where to, he really that's, got his that's money. worth that's worth investigating. Is yeah. what, but uh, yeah, found one point six billion for the Utah Jazz. So if they're worth one point six billion, how much do you think one of the larger market? NBA teams are worth. That's one of the things. I would have expected them actually today. to sell more than for a billion and a half. Yeah. I mean, Utah, the Jazz that, have been what pretty. What does that put the Lakers the, worth? What does that put oh, the Knicks or the Nets worth? Oof. How much did. We have to look that up here. How much did Jay Z buy the. I don't Nets remember. Worth? I thought that was like a, a group thing and he's only like a partial owner or something like that. But. Um, it was crazy. Back to football. Uh. Who would, would you like to see the Dolphins go after in the trade deadline? Man, I maybe just a bit of offensive line help for Tua, but I mean that's everybody. Like no one's yeah. gonna if you got a good lineman, you're not gonna get rid of him because mm-hmm. so many teams need offensive line help. Yep. So that'd be my only thing is I think Fitzpatrick did a good job, as we saw last year from like Rosen to Fitz, covering up what our offensive line can really do. That's why I was a little bit irked last year when we got rid of Tunzel. That upset me a bit. So that'd be the only thing I think the Dolphins mm-hmm. really need is offensive line help. But, you know, 
wide receiver core were pretty good. Yeah. Running backs, we got them all last year with Gaskin proving to be a monster, and I'm super mm-hmm. happy about that. And as I've just talked about earlier, our defense proves that teams that have struggles with other ones in our division, we've proven to be really good against, a la the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, Jimmy G did not have a good game against the Patriots and still managed to whoop them. Jimmy G did not have a good game against the Dolphins, didn't do dick. So I'm pretty happy where the Dolphins are right now. We're in the driver's seat. I think we can win the division. And potentially have the first ever rookie quarterback win a Super Bowl. There you go. I got this is the this is the most faith I've had in Miami in a long time. I'm excited for you. I really am. I can't wait till it all goes to shit. But hey, um, it'll be a sweet ride up until then. I keep hearing rumors. I think you're the one who sparked them actually before we started recording tonight. Will Fuller yeah. to the Packers from Houston. Yeah. Um, Green Bay. If they wanted this trade, they should have jumped on it about four weeks ago. Back when uh, Bill O'Brien was still there, B.O.B., um, you probably, in all honesty, probably could have traded uh, your seventh-round white guy that you always draft every year, white receiver, to dump to them. Oh, he's great. He's on a Green Bay squad. He's got to be worth something. What was that one you guys had? Al, Al-, Al- Badiris or whatever his name was? Jared Aberdares. Yeah, Aberdares. He's so useless. He doesn't even, he, you don't deserve for me to remember your name. You were a seventh-round <laughs> white guy wide receiver that they drafted because they because work for Jordy yeah but no I think Fuller is going to be amazing in Green Bay if he goes there yeah what about your thoughts you're that's your home team I would be very excited to have him on there um you know right now he would be the number two to Devonta Adams once Alan Lazard comes back it'd be a toss-up between those two as the uh two and three and that's not a bad argument to be making where you can't decide which guy's your number two because they're both at that skill level, um, it's something that we've been hoping for the last few trade deadlines is that the Packers would bring in somebody. You know, last year the, they were tossing around trying to get A.J. Green in. Um, you know, the Bengals weren't budging on that. At the draft, we were, they were tossing around trying to bring in some veteran um, wide receiver help. And then in the draft, they didn't draft the wide receiver. So it, it's been a long time coming. If they do make it happen, I will be pretty excited he obviously won't be able to play right away he'll have to go through all the covid protocols and stuff like that so they, we probably won't see him if they do get the trade in before this weekend we probably won't see him until maybe next week's game so which week's nine week nine's game which would suck because you already had your buy for the year yep um but I, it's wide receiver it never hurts to bolster the core um but like i've like we were talking earlier uh green bay's weakness isn't their wide receiver core and their tight end uh, showed himself to be pretty good. I can't remember his damn name. This week, uh, Tunyon. Name Tunyon. Tunyon. Yeah, it's, it, he, it looks like Tunyon, and it's pronounced Tunyon. He he corrected everybody this week. Rod, he, Rogers calls him Bobby Tunyon. Bobby Tunyon. <laughs> that will officially be his name now on the podcast. Yes, Bobby Tunyon. Um, he looked pretty good. Yep. And so now you kind of got like that solid tight end you need because obviously the jimmy graham experiment didn't work as it didn't work in seattle as it's not working still not working now chicago yeah um so that's real good for you but like your weakness is defense you guys need defense you need linebackers you need need a linebacker linebacker. your secondary is i would say good yeah we got good corners our our safeties are okay and your front four is solid but yeah. like you just need that line because once they break past that, because it's 
you're going to do the same thing that you did against the Niners last year. Yep. They're going to be, oh, okay, once we get break past level one, we're just going to slam through all these mediocre linebackers and crush them. Yep. Could have drafted Patrick Queen, but no, he needed to secure the future quarterback. Yep. Four more years. Yep. So, um, when his contract, or even if, say, Rodgers is done, wouldn't that pretty much put his contract where he's on his either his last year or his last two years? Mm-hmm. Where when you have that rookie contract, don't you want to start him early on and then bring it on so that way you're not getting bit by having to try and pay him five hundred million dollars? Yeah. But okay. One would like one would like to think so. Yeah. Fire goons coons. Yeah. That's gonna be another one of our t shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um a little Big Ten football update. Uh this last weekend on Friday night, Wisconsin played. And for the first time since Russell Wilson, it looked like we actually had a decent starting quarterback. And uh, they were back until they weren't because now both our starting quarterback and our second-string quarterback had COVID. And now, as of today, they have paused all football activity for seven days. So there's no game this Saturday against Nebraska. And uh, I'm in the camp of why don't we go ahead and just wait, I don't know, maybe about three weeks before we play again. No reason, just... Because Big Ten doesn't want that. They because yeah, no, all of your that. all the pres and all the uh, directors, athletic directors, were pissed that the season got started because Bobby Carpenter and Pat McAfee and a bunch of people had a campaign to bring it back. Yep. And now they're pissy about it, so now they're yep. doing everything they can to derail it. Yeah. When so, you could have just started it week the same week the everyone game else did. Is not postponed. It is straight up canceled. So uh, no Badger football this weekend. Uh, other Big Ten, I didn't actually get a chance to check around any scores, but I did and watch a little bit of football on Saturday, and it was nice to see some college football going on. I know you mentioned that Miami. Miami did pick up a win. That was good. Win, the so. game of the week was definitely uh, Indiana versus oh, yeah. Penn State. I did, I did catch Shadowing the Todd Gurley, well, actually it was beforehand, scoring that touchdown accidentally with only a few minutes left, mm-hmm. and then just to watch Indiana uh, come down with uh, Penix Jr. was his name. That was mm-hmm. great to watch. Yeah. Come down, score it, get the two-point conversion by mm-hmm. running it, getting it, and then an OT, uh, Penn State, first they get the uh, ball first for the uh, OT, come mm-hmm. in, score, kick the PAT, Indiana scores, says, fuck you, we weren't supposed to win this game any- anyways, going for two. Gets down there, ekes it, and I'm pretty sure everyone from Penn State still says he didn't cross the plane, but that was a great game to watch. Oh, I was... I was um, crazy. I thought they were going to totally uh, fuck them over with that and say it was a no-go. I believe Michigan beat Minnesota, too, which is a good yeah, they did. A good win for them. Minnesota's uh, an up-and-coming program, definitely, in the Big Ten. I think this year, if we have a regular football season, they're definitely one of the teams to beat in the Big Ten because they, they were up-and-coming last year, and they got a lot, of, a lot of things going their way. A couple of guys sat out this year for COVID reasons, and they got a couple injuries, too. So, so why did they... Why cancel the Wisconsin game? Because like if this there, year doesn't there's more there's a huge outbreak on the team other than just the two quarterbacks now. So and because the Big Ten has it where you have to be yeah. quarantined for what is it twenty one days? Twenty one days. Which yep. let's look at all the other leagues and all the other schools and all the other divisions that are doing that. Oh, that's right. There's none of them that's doing yeah. that. Yeah, and Wisconsin as a whole is just having major issues with COVID nineteen anyways. So it's gonna be a we drink a lot. We like to drink together. We like to drink together. In this state, we come together during hard times. We don't separate. You can't. Wisconsin United, you can't break us up. Yeah, we just got to slow down the COVID a little bit. No, not at all. 
Ha, huh. you know, cold weather makes hard men, and we're stronger than everybody else out there. That's why we're superior. <laughs> well, we're we, superior. We can, we can definitely believe that all we want. Our right. men are hairy, <laughs> and our sports teams are usually pretty decent. All right, let's bring Evan in to do our week eight football picks. All right, and now we welcome on our boy, the one and old master himself, Evan. 100%. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Evan, how I'm does it feel great. to uh, be one and oh? You picked the Eagles to win last week, which they did. Well, I mean, yeah, that's why I picked them. I knew they'd win. <laughs> did they? Did you uh, tune in to watch the game? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely didn't find out from coworkers the next day who won. <laughs> Were you still excited when you heard the victory, though? Uh, more than you would have expected. <laughs> we just hear him like casually talking by the water cooler. It was just like, oh yeah, by the way, the uh, the Eagles won. That was a crazy game, and you just go, yeah. A whole office was like, oh, big Eagles fan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> not at all actually all right evan so the thursday night game this week is the falcons of atlanta against the panthers of carolina mm, okay another bird team yes would you like to know their records no 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 i oh, really okay. feel like i should just pick based on my gut You know, I went bird last week, and Panthers are pretty cool. So I'm going to have to go with uh, the big cats. Evan is going with the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. I'm a mammal. Panthers are mammals. Got to stick together. That is true. There it is. Yeah, yeah. All right, Evan. Thank you. Wait, hold on. Hiring uh, if I lose this week, by the way. Uh, What about you? Oh, yeah, I suppose I can give mine. Uh, I'm going to go with Carolina as well. You know, I went against Evan last week, and uh, I lost that game because uh, a young man doesn't know how to catch a football. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Carolina as well. We're gonna. Right. We, you have to pick with the guru on this one, the Schwami. We're all We're all riding some Panther this week. All right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right, Evan. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, boys. All right. That was Evan with his Thursday night football pick, and you heard myself and Marcus give our Thursday picks as well. Uh, moving down the list, Marcus, we have New England at Buffalo. Um. God, I have to, in all honesty, give it to probably Buffalo. I still think they're the better team. I think we both picked New England to win last week, if I remember correctly. Yes, we did. And that came to bit us in the ass, because usually Belichick bounces back in these games. I am going with New England in this game. I don't see Belichick losing that many games in a row. I really don't. Uh, Next up, we have Tennessee Titans at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah, Titans, hands down. I have the Titans as well. Uh, here's my little side little side bet, a tiebreaker we can have. All right. Who do you think puts up a better game, Derrick Henry or Tannehill? Um, Obviously, you can't go yard for yard because that's not fair to the running back. But, like, 
I think I think Tannehill. Or no, I think I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry because he had an off game last week. He's gonna be coming back with the head of steam. I'm thinking so it's I'm gonna, gonna go be. With, I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry. He's gonna be Tannehill because Cincinnati has no secondary. So that's kind of like our little side bet. We'll go with that as our tiebreaker. All right. Since we all picked Evan for the yes, uh, yes we did. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. I got to go with Vegas on this one. You're not. I'm going Vegas, too. I've picked against the Browns. Every time I've picked against the Browns, they've won. And last week, I finally picked the Browns, and they actually won as well. So it's like. But I think Vegas is definitely the better team. And the Browns suck against decent teams. They did get hosed, but that was against the Buccaneers, though. So it's kind of. I've yet to see the Browns kind of play yeah, up I, to I, their competition, but the Raiders sure as shit can play down to their... Yes, they can. So that'll be an interesting game. Yep. So we both got Vegas riding there. Uh, yep. The Indianapolis Colts at the Detroit Lions. I have Indianapolis here. I got to go with Indy in this one as well. I think if Griffin is there for the Lions, I might consider more of a change, but Griffin's not going to be there for another two weeks, so I'll go with the Colts as well. The Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, it's the Packers, hands down. Packers, hands down. Side note, if you could for me, uh, when the Vikings lose, I think Zimmer's going to lose his job. I'm writing it down right now. All right, thank you. I'm pretty sure. Vikes lose I, equals Zimmer lose. All right, that 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 that's definitely gonna. That's be not on like the, a that's, that's not like a side bet for anything. That's just a little that, side yeah. note I want because yeah. I think that's what's gonna happen. Um, the New York Jets at Kansas City. Uh, I'm gonna pick Kansas City. It would be the greatest thing in the world. Oh to my watch. gosh, are you like I was? I was sitting there staring at this one for a little while earlier today. I was what just like, Jets? I was like. Fucking Jets could come out and just win this one. Kansas City could overlook them and let up a couple of big plays, and all of a sudden, boom, um, the Jets are in it. Uh, it's not going to happen. No, but. because <laughs> when um, who are the backup for Kansas City? Chad uh, Henney. When Chad yeah. Henney can come out, score yeah. a touchdown, and spike it on Denver, I was like, oh, no, no the backup is quarterback. Chad, is it Chad Henney? I thought it was somebody else. I thought it was Chad Henney. I'd have to look at last week's stats. I don't know. He played. He was. He started against the Packers last year. I should know that. Some bald. Uh, the bug. L.A. Rams against Miami. I know you already have Miami in this. Miami one. hands down. Tua the Miami Dolphins his first start. I also Tua have, with a fourth quarter comeback. I'm calling it. I also just have when I think Miami the game's here. over. I also have Miami here. I think Tua wins his first game as an NFL starter. That's good and starts a dynasty. Uh, right Pittsburgh at Baltimore. That, this is the toughest game to choose, so I'm going to let you pick first and see what you do. I have Pittsburgh. I was really hoping you take the Ravens on that one. Because <laughs> um, the Ravens... Ah, you know what? Hell, why not? I won last week. I got a week I can give. I'll go with the Ravens. Going Fuck Ravens. it. All Fuck right. it. Uh, the Chargers at Denver. That's a tough one, also, because Denver's got no offense but a, an amazing defense. 
I have Denver in this one. But then you have the Chargers, who have a pretty good offense, but no defense. Yes. So it's going to be one of those games where I feel like it's going to be 17-14. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be. It's, it, if you're a betting person, take the under. But I'm going to take the Broncos on this one. All right. Because I've, we've seen the Broncos beat the Patriots, which yep. I, it might just be the Patriots might be a bad team, and we just, like, the Wolves been pull over our eyes by Belichick for this year. Yep. But we'll see. Who knows? Um, Herbert almost beat the Chiefs, so. The New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears. I, I want to give. I want to. You know what? He doesn't deserve the title of Big Dick Nick anymore after that loss last week. If you have Big Dick energy, you win that game. So right now, you are uh, you are average Peter Nick to me. Ooh. So uh, you are your Wisconsin out in your underwear <laughs> size, Nick. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the Saints on this. If uh, Nick Foles proves me wrong, you get your big dick energy back. All right. I also have the Saints. Um, San Francisco at Seattle. I'm going to go Seahawks right now. All right. Even though the Seahawks struggle against New England, it was a they didn't like blow them out of the water. And uh, but the Seahawks beat the Dolphins. Dolphins beat San Francisco. When you look at it like that, it's almost impossible to try and figure out. So I'm just going with Seahawks. Right. You go with All the better right. offense in that situation. I'm going with the Seahawks as well because that offense, no, even though they lost last week, that offense is basically unstoppable. So uh, Dallas at Philadelphia. I believe this is the Sunday night game. Mm. Well, it's a, for the division potentially. Yeah. If the Eagles win this game, I am guaranteeing them the division. <laughs> Um, but I'm going with the Eagles in this one. I don't even know who the quarterback for Dallas is. So I, I have to go with the Eagles. I'm actually going with Dallas in this one because you have an entire coaching staff that is coaching for their jobs on Sunday night. Because if they You have an entire Sunday, coaching staff that puts fucking chicken sauce in their eyes. <laughs> I, I got that. I understand that. But if they lose that game on Sunday night, there's going to be some firings Monday morning. I don't know because I think Jerry Jones will give him a little bit. Of, like Nolan's definitely going to lose his fucking job if they lose. Yeah, but I can't. The Eagles are on the yeah, up I'm and not, up. I don't think McCarthy loses his job Monday morning if they lose, but definitely defensive coordinator, potentially offensive coordinator, are losing their jobs Monday morning. Yeah. Um, and then the Monday night game, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, at the New York Giants. The yeah. New York football How the Giants. fuck did... How, I hate... This is the the only thing I hate about Tom Brady now is no matter what, he's going to get a primetime game even though yep. he's going to fucking crush the Giants. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's like... We named like three other good games. How um, comes... How come Seahawks versus number of, injur- oh, number of injuries of Tampa Bay players on the Meadowlands field? Uh, give me... Do they have to be injured as in they just come off the field for a bit too? Like stoppages and plays for injury like yeah. say he's only out for a couple quarters yeah oh fuck i'm gonna go four over four injuries. knowing how trash that new jersey field is dude there's so many better games they put up they could have put on that oh Monday. yeah i know seahawks niners would have been great patriots there's bills better games been great. they could have moved to that I, I was very surprised they didn't move they didn't Pittsburgh even and baltimore to the they didn't Mon- even to the sunday night slot the future of the nfl the future face of the nfl they didn't even bump to an afternoon game he's still at a noon game yeah 
Yeah, I'm that's surprised. Tua so they they moved the Pittsburgh game from a noon game to the four o'clock game. That's I believe that one's going to be the nationally televised one now. Um, Is it? I it should be. So. That's that another one, great. That, that one should have been your Monday been, That should have been the Sunday night game. How did you not put that as your Monday night game? I don't. They don't usually flex the Monday night game. It's usually the games on Sunday that they move around, and they should have put Pittsburgh Baltimore as the Sunday night game. No, but I mean, and, just like looking at the matchups, being like, oh, yeah. Tom Brady with the Buccaneers versus at the time when they were probably making the schedule, Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. You know, no one fucking thought that. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. There's. That's a pretty, a pretty blowout potential. Uh, Monday night game. So there is our picks for week eight. Um, what are our so our dividers are the uh, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and New England, Buffalo. Not so many. there will not be a tie this week. There will not. I should not. I was thinking about taking. I really want to take the Steelers in this one. I will give you until the end of this episode to no. change your mind. No, I'm locked in. All right. No, because every time I've doubted the Ravens before, they've proven me wrong. But also every time I've really believed in the Ravens, they've also proven me wrong. So you know what? Fuck it. It's it's Lamar's going to come out, and he's either going to prove he deserved that MVP last year or there's going to be doubt for the yep. rest of the season if he can't win this game. All right. So there's our picks for Week 8. Moving on, uh, every week going forward, there's going to be a debate question that myself and Marcus will discuss, uh, figure out what we what our size of the argument are. There might be some things that we agree on. There might be there might be something that we really disagree on. This week's topic... Would what? you like me to read it? Yeah, go right. right ahead. It's a personal matter to me. It's because something that I... It's just bugged me for the last 15 years of my life watching quarterbacks is... Um, elite quarterbacks, by what standard do we judge it? And uh, like, who are the current ones in the NFL, in our opinion? So, okay. we'll start with you. What do you think... What makes an elite quarterback an elite quarterback? What gives you that stipulation? What do you need? Whether it be titles, wins, or stats. Or all three. Obviously, we have all three. I think it's wins and stats. Uh, titles is a little bit tougher to judge. I do think that at some point in your like, they, you will get to a point in your career where if you don't have that title, then it's going to start to be a question mark. But if it's early on in your career, you know, first five seasons, if you're putting up big stats, putting up big wins, winning the big games too, like you're not just putting up big, you know, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford numbers against garbage teams in garbage time. Yeah. But um putting up the actual numbers, coming making that fourth quarter comeback against the team when it counts, not just like, "Oh, he made a fourth quarter comeback." Okay, great. It was against the Eagles in week 3. What bearing does that have on now because your team didn't make the playoffs? Exactly. You know, that that kind of thing. So, I, I think it is a, it's it really is a matter of opinion. Um, this, I, the standard for me, I think it's a little, there's, there's a combo of that, um, the statistics, you know, did you lead the league in passing? What was your quarterback rating astronomically high? Did you lead the league in touchdown passes? Did you leave the league in touchdown to interception ratio? Did you make an all pro team? Um, did you win an MVP offensive player of the year? That kind of thing. Like if you're, if you start throwing that kind of stuff out there, then you start to, then the elite conversation starts to happen. Um, one of the things, so one of the guys who people might consider an elite quarterback who I don't right now is Lamar Jackson. Um, yes, he won that MVP. He won NFL Offensive Player of the Year award, but he has not won when it's counted. 
They, they did win a lot of games last they year. They won a lot of games last year, but they had a pretty simple schedule. Their division was it was a down year for their entire division. And now this year when they've turned around and played some pretty tough teams, they've uh it's shown that they are not the best team out there. Um and then even when they got in the playoffs last year, Tennessee just stomped them. They got their asses ran over by Derrick Henry and Tannehill had a great game too against them. So um Yeah, but how did when it came to the Steelers, though, Tannehill didn't really show up. Right. Yeah. No. Well, I, no. I don't. And played I played a decent game. Right, but and, I mean, it's one of those. But I'm, I'm. I'm saying that I don't believe that right now Lamar Jackson hasn't proven to me yet that he's an elite quarterback. For me, it, it comes down to stats are nice, but then you kind of get like that Chad Pennington. Like, well, his QBR is really good every year, and you get um, so like. Philip Rivers. I don't think I ever. I've never considered Philip Rivers to ever be an elite quarterback. I think even he, though he, he was, was on a stat the fringe, king. The, he was on the fringe there for a little while in his career when when I the know. Chargers were also making the playoffs. You mean behind the back of LT? Right, but he was putting up some pretty good numbers at that time too. He was a he was a stats leader in quite a few categories. I st- I wouldn't have considered but, him still to be elite because what did he always fail to do? What did the Chargers always fail to do then? They never won playoffs. They never won a big game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I The Chargers definitely. statistically I think it was like 2008 had the number 1 offense and the number 1 defense still didn't make it to the playoffs. Yep. So, to me a big thing to look at is if someone's elite, can I swap this quarterback out with any other quarterback in the league? Yep. And can he win games that that quarterback lost? Yeah. Do I feel like if I put Aaron Rodgers right now if I put him in Dallas, is he winning all those games? And to me, yes, he is. Right. As much as I hate to give that man more credit than everybody else. You know, it's just one of those. I hate right. people who dick ride, but I'm going to give credit where credit's due. If I put him on that team with that talent, with CeeDee Lamb mm-hmm. and Amari Cooper, people who like receivers on his team that just aren't Adams, he's going to win a lot of games. Yeah. He can hand the ball to Zeke. He can have Zeke run wheel routes and shit. He's going to win a shit ton of games. Yeah. I agree. You can, the same, you know, so, uh, if I put Aaron Rodgers on the Jets against the Bills in that game, do you still think Aaron Rodgers can win that game? Yes, because I think he's going to say, fuck you, Gase, in your playbook, and he's just going to throw it out and just run his own shit. Yeah. That's um, where, to me, it comes down where you can be in the league. Can I put you on a shitty team, and can you make that team better? Okay. Because, like I said, stats are so skewed. We've seen with Phillip Rivers throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. So, yeah, your stats are going to look real great. You know, but you're also going to have the Brett Favre effect where you're going to lead the league in touchdowns career, but also interceptions career. Right. Um, Brett so, Favre is elite, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not to down, not to dog on that, man, but I'm just saying is it's right. no, stats I, are skewed. I, I got you. So right now, who are the current elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh, I can't say Tua because he hasn't played a game yet, but I think after this week I might consider him to be up there. Uh, that's just hometown favoritism. Yeah. In all honesty, you got to go. Tom is always going to be number one, six Super Bowls, yep. proving this year that maybe it was Tom, not Bill. Yeah. I don't think Bill, by any standards, is sweating his job. No, and you got to look at all the guys that they lost on that opted out of the season. And then everybody defense too. Everybody dogged Brady for you know the last couple of years, being like, "Oh, his age is starting to show now, throwing these fourth quarter." Pick sixes and looking at this year now where he started to bounce back and play really well, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe 
Tom Brady is just actually a very good quarterback. Yep. So Tom's up there. Russell is up there for right. me. Dude is, I mean, he's been he's an MVP amazing. nod for the last couple of years. Yeah. He almost won it last year, but Lamar blew up mm-hmm. and had probably one of the best years a quarterback can have yep. if you're mobile. Yep. Uh, da, da, da. Let me look through. Well, I mean, um, Rodgers. Rodgers. Yep. Roethlisberger, I got to give it to. I give it to Roethlisberger just based on longevity. Everyone hates him off the field. He is. But like I said, he's one of those guys that'll light it up for six touchdowns and then throw like five interceptions in a game. And then still manage to actually win some of those games where he's oh, throwing yeah. like four interceptions in a game. Oh, yeah. So he's up there for me. And that's it. No one else, in my opinion, is an elite quarterback other than those Patrick guys. Patrick Mahomes? I forgot about him. How could I forget? Mahomes gets a lot more credit than I guess. Mahomes is up there. He's an MVP, won a championship. Yeah. And I think if I put him on other... There's people who say that right now. If I put Mahomes on the Jets, do I think he can win some of these games, though? As much as I think some other quarterbacks. That's a little bit tougher. I think with a little bit more experience, he definitely is. But there's people right now who say that if Patrick Mahomes retired, he would be a Hall of Famer. Bullshit. Bullshit. If you look at... His accolade. So he's won an MVP, a championship, and an, and a Super Bowl MVP. There's only three other guys who have done that, and Bullshit. all three other ones are are Hall of Famers. I wouldn't give it to him. If we're only playing in the league for three years, wouldn't give it to him. Yeah, he's he's definitely good, and I def, he's definitely elite for sure. Is elite. Um, I do like it. it's just it's not that I hate Mahomes. It's just like I said, I just hate this like. He's the new Tom Brady now, where everyone's gonna dick ride him, and everyone's gonna and like whenever he does bad in a game, they're gonna blame the whole team around him and never blame him himself. Um, Whereas, like I said, with it's the same thing with Josh Allen. When he plays bad, it's because you fucking suck, not mm-hmm. the fact that your team failed you. The same sure. as it is for Mahomes, and that's the only reason I have anything against Mahomes is because all the sports media dick riders out there, you um, ruin sports. What Not about, me, even though technically I'm part of you now. What about uh, Drew Brees? I don't think you mentioned him. Uh, Drew Brees ain't done dick in the last uh, ten years. So he's on. Was he elite at one time? At oh least? yes, I'd say yeah. When he was breaking stats, winning games, and come off that Super Bowl, but now yeah. he's not elite anymore, in my opinion. Not elite anymore. Okay. You but you, but you, you can't say, have the you, would, you, you can lose the status. Roth, you would say that Roethlisberger is still elite then too. Yes, because Roethlisberger didn't do dick last year because he was gone the whole year. Okay, I still think if he's in those games, instead of Duck Duck Hodges against the Ravens, mm-hmm. they might have knocked him down a few games. And the Ravens might have been looking at a wild card. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger has proven he is very good. He's won multiple Super Bowls, and whenever he's in, he's still playing good. So who's on the fringe for you right now for elite? Because I have a few that would I would I would say are on the fringe. Murray's on the fringe. Yep. But once again, to me, you kind of got to be you got to have five year status quo. I can't let you in with just only only being in the league two years. It's the same reason why I don't like having Mahomes in there. You've only been in for two years. Right. But I don't been, know the lowest of your low. He's been pretty good. I can for those see three seasons. I can see your ceiling where it's going to be seasons. at. But I don't know what the lowest of your low can be. Sure. Like I don't know what happens. If Andy Reid leaves Mahomes, what if Mahomes goes to shit? Because Andy Reid is probably one of the greatest minds in football. Right. Do I think, I still think Mahomes will still win games with yep. his talent, but yep. I just say it's something to look at. Okay. You've only played a few years, so I can't put you as the same caliber as guys that have proven themselves over 
what is nearly a decade now for some of them. Matt Ryan. No, God, no. Fuck no. Not a, not even on the fringe of elite? I put him in the same caliber as I put Jared Goff as a paper, paper champion. Okay. You blew it up because you have one really great receiver you like to throw the ball to a lot. It's the same. I put you in the same thing as Matty Stafford. Would you okay. consider Matty Stafford to be elite? I, I put him on my fringe list as well. I just, I can't. The same with Jared Goff. I, I just, one of those things is everyone, when they went to that Super Bowl that year, they called him elite. And I was like, he hasn't done anything. Yeah. He runs a West Coast offense. He, the dude can't read a defense. And guess what happens when he played the Patriots? They proved you can't read a defense. Uh, Deshaun Watson. You're on the Texans, but I'm sorry to admit it. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna take a bit for you to get out yeah. of there, especially for this year. He's got to dig himself out of the hole. Sure. Statistically, he's up there, but no, he's not an elite quarterback for me because he hasn't won any of the big games either. Derek Carr. He's from Fresno, and I love him, but God no. Okay. Get out of here. Uh, I'm trying to think of other starting quarterbacks. Um, other ones that Sam like, Darnold. Yeah, other the other only other one that I would say would be prime on the, time. Kurt on, on the fringe for me is I would I would say Dak Prescott's on the fringe when he's healthy, and then uh, Josh Allen would be on the fringe too. But he's his stock is dropping after these last couple weeks still for me. Anyways. To be, I don't know. I don't like when they throw the word elite around because elite means you're the cream of the crop. Right. You're not just better than what's the rest of the guys are sure. out there. So right now in the league, you're saying that you got Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, and Roethlisberger. Wilson. And Wilson. Well, Roethlisberger so, and Wilson. So I only five. have five. That's five. the top five. You can't crack that. Sure. The only other one that I would put in there is Drew Brees. I would say that there's six. I can't put Six you guys, in there. I I do just I do a little bit based on past history, and um, based on, got like so if if you're cream, they're also like who are you holding to as the standard for elite quarterback play? Drew Brees is one of those guys where you're like he plays kind of like Drew Brees, he plays kind of like Rodgers, he plays kind of like Brady, he plays kind of like Roethlisberger. You know, each of those guys has their own play style that other quarter... He plays like Wilson. Those are like the standards of he plays like this guy. If you're using that name in that conversation, there's some elite status to yourself too. And you definitely hear that with, oh, he plays a lot like Drew Brees. But you know, the year after your Super Bowl, mm-hmm. what do you do for Drew Brees? Big game. Coming against a losing record team, 7-9 Seattle. First week of the playoffs. Should yeah. be able to cream him. What do you do? Lose. You fucking lose. Um, he so also do. Was that the year that he broke the passing yards in a season record? It might have been. I don't remember. Because you know what I remember? I remember him being a pouty little bitch on the sidelines after Marshawn Lynch ran the ball like 60 yards and they caused a minor earthquake. Probably caused a tsunami over in Japan because of that. Yeah. Um, that's what I remember. I don't remember stats. Because sure. I I just don't, like, after he won the Super Bowl, I was like, I'd consider Drew Brees to be elite. And then after seeing that, I was like, yeah. but are you really He's elite? He's been in the MVP conversation a couple times. He obviously never won it. I think if he has an MVP award in, under his belt, he's probably, I would you maybe you would hold him that, a little bit higher on your list. but For that 7-9 and nine Seahawks team, who is their starting quarterback? Was, throughout it, ha- most was of it Hasselbeck? Season. It was Hasselbeck. And then they also traded out in the season with him and Charlie Whitehurst. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So just trading out throughout the season, coming with a team that didn't even really know who your starting quarterback's going to be, and you can't mm-hmm. fucking beat them yeah. because they have, what, a good running back? Yeah. That's not what elite quarterbacks do. Yeah. Elite quarterbacks find ways to win that game. I'm assuming when he was still in the league, since it's only been a couple years removed, you would probably say that Peyton Manning would have been considered elite as well. 
Yes, because he could go. He went to the AFC Championship game a lot, ran into this buzzsaw called New England. Yeah. Or the Steelers, but did prove he could go to championship games, mm-hmm. even though it's AFC. Uh, and he, at the end of his career, did win a Super Bowl with the Broncos and went to another one with them against yeah. Seattle. Went to, went to three overall, one, two. Not bad. So I'm what, not going to hold about, it against uh, him. What about Eli when he was still in the league? I would. He's won. Peyton's won two, hasn't he? The, yeah, he won two as well. He's lost two. But yeah, Peyton lost two. Yeah. No, no, he only, yeah, he did lose two. That's he did he lose two. two. You're with, forgetting about Drew Brees. Yeah, you just about mentioned Drew Brees. Drew Brees. You just mentioned that, the man. I forgot that's who they played that season. Yeah, so Peyton went to four, lost two, one, two. So I consider Eli that. Went, went to two, one, two. I consider that fair. Good enough. Eli, yeah. the far superior brother. Eli has. Eli has stats Super Bowls. too. I believe he's in the top ten for yards and touchdowns. That's gonna be one of our so, later ones, is whether or not Eli deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, we'll def- we'll we'll debate um, um, what. However, current, Eli was never on any of my elite the... statuses ever. Eli had never but, cracked up. But in after there. he retired and is done, he's a top ten all time if you look at stats, and he's got two Super Bowls. So he fucked over to Tom twice. He fucked over the seventeen and zero. And as if far as a lot of people are concerned, it's the greatest for thing Tom ever. Tom Brady, or not, or if it wasn't for um, Eli Manning and Nick Foles, Tom Brady would have three more Super Bowl wins. He that would have true. nine. But he don't. But he don't. But he don't. He's only he's only got six. So that's our. So you have like six or seven elite quarterbacks compared to mine. I have six. I include Drew Brees in mine. But other six. other than that, I have do the you have same. Murray up there as elite? Uh he's on the fringe. What about do you have Deshaun? No, not yet. He's on the fringe. He's on the fringe. Look at on the you. fringe. I got, me, I got a lot of guys calling me out for not having Drew Brees, but then these other guys that look like they have good, decent stats. I got, I got, I got a lot of guys on my fringe. They got a little. They're young, which is good. So they have some years to prove. Um, a lot of it's going to come down to do they win a championship or like an MVP in the next, I would say, three, four seasons. Those guys got to do that for them to get that elite, elite status. But a, a stat I always like to bring up to you when it comes mm-hmm. out to it is Mahomes has won one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, he has as many as, let me think, Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. Jeff Hostetler. Oh, God, I'm trying to think of other just like garbage quarterbacks that have just been there for a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, Doug Williams. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I wouldn't say Nick Foles is garbage, though. I feel bad about calling Trent Dilfer garbage. I love that man. And Jeff Hostetler. I love him, too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I love, like, mediocre quarterbacks. They speak yeah. to me so much. I love them. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, you could like, there's a lot of quarterbacks with one Super Bowl ring under their belt. Yep. But to me, that doesn't define greatness just because you have a Super Bowl championship. Marino never had one. And that dude basically had every stat in the book before the NFL cheated and decided to change all the rules. (laughs) Same with Brett Favre. Only one for him. Some would argue he's the greatest of all time. At one time he was until Tom Brady came along, yeah. Because he had, God, Favre had what four MVPs? Three. Was it he's three? And then I think Peyton Rogers, beat him for yeah. four. Yeah, he's got. He had one more than Rodgers. But Brett also played when, um, yeah, you can drive that fucker to the ground. Oh, you can just dig his dick in the dirt. Yeah. And beat the piss out of him. One of the man was on Vicodins. I'd be on Vicodin too. Yeah. All right. All right, so that is our debate of the week, and that is uh, the end of our episode, the end of week two for OC Sports Talk. Uh, we got our, we had our preview 
of week eight of the NFL. We talked a little bit of World Series and uh, did a little power ranking and then uh, had a little bit of a debate here at the end. I think it turned out pretty good. Did our picks. Got our picks in the chick, there. The pick and chicken, Evan. Evan. He might go 2-0. and oh. Evan might go 2-0. and oh, And actually, we're all rooting for Evan this week because we all got the same pick. We all pick. picked the same. We are rooting for Evan. So when we get to the playoffs, are we going to have Evan pick every playoff game? What if? Oh, my God. What if the man goes undefeated for the rest of the year? <laughs> what if he's like the next Stu Finer or Jimmy the Greek? Oh, my God. Where he's just, he can just see into the future and pick teams oh to win. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be absolute insanity. But we should have asked him to do the Jets versus Chiefs. Yeah. Oh my God! What if he would have got that? Maybe, right? maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll start tossing some. Uh, we'll start tossing some obscure picks at him too, just to see uh, how he does. But uh, that'll be next year's thing. If he goes undefeated yeah, this year, we yeah. gotta throw some fucking knucklers at him. Yep. But stick around. Join us again next week, and you can hear uh, how Evan did, and hear what his pick next week is too if that's what you're sticking around for this is going to be his podcast eventually and then we're just going to be a side note that he brings in as a guest we're already on our way out so everyone have a nice day uh enjoy the rest of your week we'll see you guys next week